0: It's Brandy Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey, it's Brandy Taylor, the business coach for beauty professionals. I help beauty pros amplify their business and take more action. I am super excited to share the Beauty Pro Mastermind with you, a group for serious beauty pros who want to find ways to continue to thrive in their business, a safe place for support, accountability, and education. This group is for beauty professionals who are ready for change in their business, understanding that commitment is required to achieve your goals. You know you need to make a move, but you're unclear and need an extra push. My mission is to empower beauty professionals and equip them to achieve their goals, bringing beauty and business together through support, education, and business resources. Register today for the Beauty Pro Mastermind at IamBrandytaylor.com and just click on Beauty Pro Mastermind. I will also include the details in the show notes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's interview with you. I had the pleasure in interviewing Christian Clark, and we had a great conversation. Christian is a strengths coach. So that's what she specializes in. And we really talked about how to really figure out what your strengths are and how to thrive there. Um, she actually specializes in the Gallup strengths coaching training. And I took that training a while ago uh, for an, an employer. And it actually was interesting because I found some interesting things out about myself. And it really helped me to tailor my now coaching business, just really focusing on what I'm strong in. I feel that a lot of times most people choose to focus on their weaknesses when we really should be focusing on what our strengths are. But I think you're really going to enjoy this interview that I had with Kristen. Here's a little bit of her bio. Kristen ran marketing departments for 20 years and over the last nine years has been the most requested coach for Everwise, a professional mentoring company. Through these experiences, Kristen found her love for coaching. Kristen is a Gallup-certified strengths coach and specializes in helping people understand their natural talents so they can thrive in their work. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Brandy Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Kristen Clark. Welcome, Kristen. Hey, how are you doing, Brandy? Great, great. How are you? I'm super excited to have you on today. Yeah, this will be fun. It should be for sure. So, Christian, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know.
1: Okay. Um, in high school, I did an Elvis impersonation. Oh wow!
0: Awesome yeah. Elvis impersonation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't think I'd go there, did you? <laughs>
0: no, no, I didn't. I didn't. Awesome. So Elvis appreciation at high school. So are you still a big fan of Elvis's music?
1: You know, at that point in life, you had to be. You know, he just was. He he ruled at that point. I was pretty young when he passed away, but I still remember it. You know, it's one of those mm-hmm. things that it was so unbelievable that somebody like that, you know, could not be around anymore. So he, yeah, he definitely had an impact on our, our life and we remember him, you know, remember him and enjoy still listening to him. Awesome.
0: I want to do people still
1: impersonate him, like, in
0: oh, and everything else. They still? It, yes.
1: <laughs> I got to tell you a funny story though. When we um, drove through Memphis and we went to see Graceland And I'd seen it before, but my husband was in the car and he looked over and he goes, wow, He goes, that's pretty crap-tacular. And I was like, (laughs) and what's so funny about it is he lived in a house that you would never imagine that Elvis would live in because it was a normal house. You know, it was normal. It was on beautiful grounds, but it was a normal house. And it was just kind of like, I think he expected this glitzy, you know, blinged out, you know, huge mansion and it was a normal house. So, but it was, I love that about Elvis too, that he, he was just humble.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't know Graceland was just a normal house. I don't know. I always thought it was huge too.
1: It's pretty normal in these day, you know, in this day, yeah. and age. Mm-hmm. um, but it's smack dab in the middle of, you know, Memphis and has this huge ground around it. Um, And when you get in there, it's, it's, you know, it's all Elvis for sure. Um, so it's pretty cool, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like a normal house to us. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit
0: about you and your business and what you do.
1: Yeah. So I help people grow into the humans they are supposed to be based on their natural talents and their strengths. So what that means is I'm a Gallup certified strengths coach and I help people really understand what's going to energize them and make them happy and make them love their work and their their life. Are you familiar with Clifton Strengths? Yes, I am. Yes, and um, I I just love it. And sometimes you're just going to have to stop me because I love to geek out on strengths. Um, but they really are amazing in that it really helps people know their zone and where they they play well. And I've got to tell you, I meet so many people that they're like, Kristen, and I work with a lot of young people to help them understand their strengths, to help them understand their career path. And I get so many people that they're like, I'm 45 and I don't know what I want to do when I grow up, or I hate my work, or I, you know, I'm just not happy. And, you know, life is too long for sure to be unhappy. Um, We spend way too much time at work to not enjoy it. And that breaks my heart when I hear somebody say that they hate what they're doing. And there's an opportunity sometimes to tweak, and we can talk more about that later. Um, Or sometimes that means they're just in the wrong role completely. And I help them figure that out.
0: That's awesome. So what are some of the ways that people can find out um, the role that they should be in?
1: Oh, so... I, when I'm working with my students, we talk about three different layers. The first is this, what do you love to do? What, what is a happy place for you? And for students, I don't have them think about how they can make money doing it. I don't have them thinking about how they're going to get there. It's about just take this down to the simplest level. What do you love to do? And I know for you, it's beauty and hair and, you know, being around people. Well, I'm going to let you answer that. Don't let me put words in your mouth. But um, that's where I'm looking, you know, when I'm talking to them, I'm looking for that shine in their eyes where we hit on something where I was like, they love doing this. Um, so that's layer one. Second is, what are you good at? And for students, you know, that might mean, are you good at math? Are you good at um dance class are you good at lunch are you good at gym all of those things are hugely telling as far as where they they love to to play and live and then the third is i layer in the clifton strings to help them truly understand their natural talent so that they can live and work in those all the time
0: i love that i love that you know i did it for um a company i worked with i took the test myself and it's interesting that you say you work with youth because, um, you know, I have a daughter who's like right at that point where she, okay, this is her senior year. And she really didn't have any plans for college because she didn't know, you know, nothing really clicked with her. You know what I'm saying? So she would just be going to college just to go to college. And um, I had been looking at like what her strengths are. And she's always been a great artist, like as she can draw and sketch and then um, she loves to sing. So I'm like, how can we make these work? You know, so I'm really <laughs> trying to really work with her on that. I didn't even think about having her possibly, you know, take the uh, the strengths test to kind of see. I know they do one in high school, but um, I think she said that it told her she would be like a fashion stylist or a model or something. I don't know. No, so that's no, so
1: that's not Clifton strengths. I no, can tell I know. you, those the one, the they
0: have one that they have give them in school.
1: They do, and I got to tell you, if it's the same one my kiddos took, it was one was going to be a ditch digger and one was going to be a bartender. And oh I was like, wow! Really, <laughs> aim high, aim right. high, man. Um, right. No, and I love though, I love that you just said that. She didn't want to just go to college to go to college because I see so many kids doing that these days where they just go, it's the next step. So I guess I need to go and they don't know why they're there. So we help them figure that out too, because it's, it's way too expensive, quite honestly, to go in, not knowing why you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: We're we're looking into the whole beauty thing. Um, she's had, she wanted to explore, you know, maybe doing nails or, you know, doing something like that. And so we're looking at that route to kind of see if that's the route she want to go, which I can see nails fitting because you definitely have to be an artist to design nails, to because I can't even polish mm-hmm. my
1: nails evenly. Seriously.
0: <laughs> like it's some type of talent to that because it's like, I could never get it like the lady at the nail.
1: Do you know what I mean? But- I do. But I think there has to be some ergonomics going on there too. <laughs> you know, that they're in front of you. They're not like trying to do your own. Yeah. But I agree <laughs> with you. It's tough. It is yes.
0: definitely, so well, I can't do the gel or acrylic or anything and i I won't even bother, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that is interesting though, you know, looking at what you love and what you're good at, you know, um, I think a lot of times, uh people in general, whether it's adults or children, we're kind of always looking at where we need to where we're weak in and we need to we feel like we need to get stronger in those areas
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah Yeah. i really (laughs) want you to like dive into that and you know kind of talk about that a little bit
1: sure you know the the whole theory behind the strengths movement is you can focus on your weaknesses you absolutely can and you know what you can try to get better at them but the reality is you're only going to get a little bit better if you focus on your strengths, you've got the opportunity and the potential to get it exponentially better because it's something that you already have a talent in. And when people bring this subject up, I always like to talk about Mr. Michael Jordan. And especially now that I'm in the North Carolina area, because I think it's, this is near and dear to his um, heart. Michael Jordan, awesome basketball player, but look at, he also tried golf. Do you hear much about Michael Jordan playing golf? Not at all. No, and he loves it, and he tried to get better at it, but he's never going to be on the stage that he was with basketball. Same kind of thought, you know, behind this. So yeah, and you know what? When you stay in your lane, like I said, and you work within your strengths, they actually energize you. It makes you happy. It's kind of like, have you had that day where you look down and you're like, I haven't even eaten lunch yet. Where did the day go? You're probably working in with within your strength zone because the time just flew. Mhm.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can see that. And I was talking to someone recently, um, it may have been one of my interviews, but she was talking about, um, she's an esthetician and she owns a spa. And she was talking about how in her downtime, she works on getting better at her strengths, you know, like, so she said it, like, if she offered a service, she always encourages her staff to focus on the services that they're really strong in and they really enhance them. And that way they can um enhance the customer experience. So they're like if you're really great at facials or whatever particular thing, if you focus there and really become the best facialist when people come to you to get a facial, they're going to have an awesome experience. And um so she she talks about how she teaches her Her staff that, because a lot of times people come in and they want to do everything. Well, I want to wax. I want to do makeup. I want to do facials. I want to do this and that. But she always tried to get them to figure out where they really thrive and really push them to really work on that area so they can be the best at it. And she can say, well, this person is the best with brows or this person is the best with makeup and offer the best experience every time to her customer. And I thought that was interesting because I tell you, I don't hear that a lot. You know, I don't hear a lot of people, you know, saying that they, when they have downtime within their business, they work on
1: getting stronger in areas that they're already strong in. Yeah. What I love about that is, you know, for somebody that is good at facials, how amazing is that to say, man, if you're going to get a facial, you got to go to so-and-so because they are the best at that. Right. And to be known for that because that is your strength. I mean, and, and if she loves to do it, you know, typically when you're good at something, that's what you love to do as well, because it's interesting to you. And, you know, go back to my example of the, the kids in high school. If they were good at math, gym, lunch, same thing. She's good at facials. Yes. Spend your time there. Enjoy that. Roll around in it, right? Because mm-hmm. I go back to life's too short. And if you love doing that and you're awesome at it, keep, keep getting better
0: right right and then why not become the best at where you're already strong in? people don't look at it that way a lot of times but that's the way to go is become the best stop trying to do things that are not in your lane stay in your lane and become the best at that thing
1: yeah and and i'll tell you um my prior career i was in marketing for 20 plus years and when you think about finding your niche and also promoting that niche that's huge as well, because when you're out speaking, you're constantly talking about this one subject and people know you as that thing, right? So I, I'd say in business, on the business side of this, not just the personal, but on the business side, that's a huge advantage too, for people to, to niche.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nitching down is definitely something I always talk about. Um Like finding a specialty. And I talk about it a lot in the beauty industry, because a lot of times, like when you go to school for cosmetology, there's a wide variety of things that you can do. You know, you can, you know, as a cosmetologist, you can do uh, facials, you can do nails, you can do hair, you can do haircuts, you can do style and color, all these things, because you're licensed to do all of these things. But Where do you thrive at? What do you really enjoy doing? And what are you really good at? Um, Should you do a mediocre haircut and a mediocre color when you're really great at extensions? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I talk about that all the time. Because it's hard. I think a lot of times it's hard for beauty professionals to really, um, you know, find a niche. Or sometimes they're afraid because they think they're going to leave out certain people or they're going to miss out on money or things of that nature. But a lot of times when people, I find people who have a niche, like I know people who they specialize in short hair, they're actually more successful than people that are all over the place offering 50 different services.
1: Absolutely. I buy into that a hundred percent. And it goes back to when people know you you as the short haircut lady, then they're going to pass your name around and they're going to think about you. There are how many hairdressers out there? right but me as a short haired person i know you guys can't see this on the podcast but if somebody's good at that i definitely will get their number right for sure. and um yeah so i think that's huge and the thing is you like you said you don't turn down any business if somebody with long hair walks in yes i can absolutely do that for you right you're not going to turn away business so yeah
0: definitely. very good
1: examples i love it awesome awesome
0: yeah definitely. So I see you know you have your own coaching business, and you've even dived into taking your own coaching business to offering you know strengths, coaching, and all of that. so you really have a passion for it
1: I do I mean I truly, I could talk about it all day long. sometimes I feel guilty charging money to people you know to <laughs> to help take them through their strengths because it just you know when I talk about finding the shine in their eyes, I see it in myself when I talk about doing strengths and helping educate people on how to make their life better through understanding who they are. And yeah, so it's, it's fun for me. Awesome. So when,
0: so tell us your experience when you discover what your strengths were.
1: Oh Lord. Okay. So here's, what's interesting. I got to tell you, going back to age 14, I loved working. I started working at Baskin Robbins, scooping ice cream. And was so happy doing it, but I like that so much better than school. And I was like, "Man, this is okay. This is for me. I'm liking this working gig." Um, you know, got myself through college, got myself, you know, into my own apartment, started working in marketing. And when I was there, I found that um, I, I was working directly with the president on many days of that of that company. Um, And I love that. I love having the recognition. I loved getting promotions, getting more money, of course, um, and just constantly thrived and got to a point where I got my VP position and did that for six years. And I got to a point where I just hated it. I was like, what is wrong with me? This is what I always wanted. I always wanted the seat at the table. And hated every minute of it. And I didn't know why. And it actually Brandy got to a point where I was going to doctors going, I am so fatigued all the time. I'm just exhausted all the time. What is wrong with me? And they kept sending me away going, ah, Kristen, you're just getting old. You know, you're going through menopause. You're doing that. And I'm like, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. Um, And as fate sometimes happens, um, a new CEO came in and, he, uh, typically when that happens, the, first, the head of marketing's the first to go. And that did happen, you know, about four weeks into it, he came into my office and he's like, yeah, pack your stuff. And I was like, all right, whatever. So drove home and had a big smile on my face because I was like, I don't have to do that anymore. And how telling is that? That you just get the can- get canned at work and you're driving <laughs> home with a big old smile on your face, right? Yeah. Um, but the challenge that I had was I still had to figure out, I mean, I still had to put shoes on the baby, right. Or babies. And I had big babies at that point. Um, I was like, what, what do I do next? And just through networking, I ran into this person that had um, become a coach for Clifton Strengths. And she's like, Kristen, you want to take the assessment? I was like, yeah, I've never heard of it, but I love that stuff love astrology. I love learning about myself, Myers-Briggs, all that stuff. So when she explained my strengths to me, just tons of light bulbs went off and it, but it was Randy. When she did it, she, she opened up my report and she said, Oh, Hmm. Hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, this is supposed to be fun, right? <laughs> and I said, well, she said, you scare people, don't you? And I was like, I do. And I have no idea why. And she explained to me a couple of my strengths and, and they're pretty, you know, um, they're influencing strengths. So I like bossing people around basically is what, but yeah. it came down to and I'm good at it. <laughs> um, but it's really about influencing people to move forward. And mm-hmm. she's like, that's awesome. And she said, and then your next two strengths are kind of more of way they're soften you. Right. And you need to pull on those a little bit if you start scaring people. So those things were really cool to learn about myself. Number one. But the important part for the group listening is what I found out is that the strategic thinking themes, and there are 34 themes in the Strengths world, the strategic thinking themes were at the lower part of my list, meaning they were not strengths for me. And what I realized is when I got promoted into being a VP, I, through my great wisdom, thought I decided to be this great strategic thinker, and I got out of my lane. And it wasn't what brought me to the party, so I got fatigued. I was trying to do something that I'm not good at, and I failed. So that was the big learning.
0: And I think a, a lot of people can relate to that story for sure. You know, because I remember um, working, you know, in corporate for a company, and I had a similar experience um, when I left that company. I was, I was let go because it was a sales position and I wasn't even trying to sell anymore. So, you know, they let me go for performance reasons, which was a blessing because mm-hmm. once that happened, I really started pushing and flourishing in my beauty business at that time. And I was so happy. Like people um, were like, I've never seen anybody happy to leave a job.
1: <laughs> yes. It felt good. Didn't it?
0: <laughs> it did. and I was like, get me out of here. I'm done. You know? Like let me just go live my best beauty life, right? <laughs> so, yes. And um, and I just like went full force in teaching in beauty, and um, and I re- I learned I get you know I'm an activator and and actually a teacher and a coach is really along the same lines, and I think that's when I really realized I'm a teacher. Like I need to teach people and help people. To you know, get learn something and get to the next level. And beauty was my thing, and so that's what what I taught. And uh, and that's interesting how you know you you had to go through that experience and fail at that because it wasn't it wasn't in your strength zone. It wasn't you know in your lane. But when you're operating your lane, it's like magic, you know. Because I've had the opportunity uh, lately to really operate in my lane as a coach and to really really pour into other beauty professionals. And it's it's like I get so much energy. My husband gets tired of me talking about it. He's like, "Okay, honey, can we talk about something else?" Right? Yes. (laughs) So, but that's how you know it's like you know it really drives you, and you're doing
1: so. Two things though. It's two things. You found the shine in your eyes with beauty, and you understood what you do well within that. And I love that you said you're an activator. That was part of the, um, I'm an activator too, so I absolutely uh, know how that feels. And that was one of the, the ones, by the way, that the lady was like, hmm, that's a strong one. Yeah. <laughs> so we might need to talk about that. But yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a strong one. And I, re- I realized I've learned like some things about myself because I was like, I guess I can be. But what it is, is I want people to succeed. And so a lot of times I'm like straightforward with it. I'm like, okay, this is what you have to do. Like, why don't they see it, you know? And I have to understand everybody's not like me and they don't see things the way I see it. And so really, I really had to learn how to do that because you can't scare people off otherwise, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's one of the biggest things I teach too is I'm like, if you walk away with anything, realize that other people don't think the way you think. You know, because you're born with these talents and they're so innate to you. They're so natural for you. You're like, of course, everybody thinks this way. And the reality is they don't. Not at all. And that's the beauty of this. But the the other part that's so cool is you get to kind of, you know, the fact that I wasn't good in strategic thinking, all the strategic thinking skills and um, talents, it actually relieved me because I went, you know what? There are other people out there that are awesome at that. I'm just going to surround myself with those people so that I don't have to do it. I actually get to call on their strengths and their talents and I don't have to worry about that anymore. And I mean, how nice is that and um, refreshing for somebody to come up to you and go, Hey, I need to think, I need your strategic thinking talent. Can you help me out? And they're like, yes, I love doing that. So they get to play in their zone. I get to play in mine and we get to have fun.
0: Awesome. I think that is great. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great thing to do. And, a lot of people uh, don't realize that because for the longest time, I didn't either. But once I really kind of started to figure that out, I'm like, yeah, I need to just, you know, stay in my lane. So certain things, I'm just, it's not me and that's okay. Like um, my husband um, is my business partner and he helps me with a lot of things that I don't care to deal with, but it works better that way, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, because he has different strengths that I just don't have. And I've learned to accept that and, and to delegate as well, too. Like you like you need to know, you know, maybe you need to hire people on your team that have different strengths from you. That way you can delegate properly.
1: You, Yes, absolutely. I mean, for all the salon owners out there or people that do have a team, you're absolutely right. Don't hire people that are like you. Hire people that have other talents that can – even you out and then you get to play in your area and they get to play in theirs. Absolutely. I think that's huge.
0: Definitely.
1: Definitely. So Kristen, what are you excited about right now? Well, I am. So with COVID and all the fun stuff that's going on with that, um, I've been getting to delve into a lot of podcasts Yay, Brandy. Um, you know, typically I speak from the stage and I'm in front of a lot of people promoting my business and promoting strengths. So this has been a lot of fun to delve into the podcasting world. And then I've also started a class for rising freshmen or rising um, seniors in high school where we over Zoom, we have a small group and we talk about how they can pick a major, So that when they go to college, instead of taking six years to get through a college education, they can do it in four for a four year college education. Imagine that doing it in four instead of six, you know, and it goes back to college is so expensive um, that if I can help parents, you know, not have to pay for that extra two years, that's huge to me. And on the kiddo side, just the anxiety that comes with, I don't know what I want to do, but I'm here spending a lot of money trying to find myself. Um, You know, in college, I see them walking in the door, they're so excited. And then they see all these people, and it seems like they all have their act together. And guess what? They don't either. You know, obviously, because they're all, the majority are taking six years to get through that education. Um, So to have them walk in with confidence and understand what they want as the end result is huge. It, It just makes a world of difference in their world, their parents' world, and financially. So that's huge.
0: Awesome. I like that you're doing that for students. Um, I definitely um, want you to send me some information about it, because I would love to hear more about it for my daughter as well. And um, But I, I know you normally would be speaking on stages and things like that. I, I've had a lot of speaking engagements planned myself. I've shifted now to this virtual thing, so have you taken advantage of the whole virtual speaking engagements? Have you tried some of those things yet? Oh, you know... <sighs>
1: Not as much and more because they, I haven't pursued it. I kind of saw the podcast world and I was like that. I really want to try that. Um, I would, but I got to tell you in speaking for me, getting the energy of the crowd is fun and important. Um, Yeah. So it's, I will do it and I will try it and try to perfect that a little bit, you know, and get, try to figure out the energy part of it. So yes, I, you know.
0: I'm open. I get it because one thing I use is I try to find the people that I connect with. So I'll find if somebody I'll connect with somebody in the audience. And it really helps me to be comfortable because I feel like I'm speaking to that person and I can really thrive there. Cause sometimes it'd be nerve wracking when you're in front of a lot of people. So who am I connecting with really like when I'm on like Zoom speaking? Like, you know. Um even Especially if, when the sound's off, you know, you can't, yeah, that's the true. And they, you know, even when, um, like it is other pictures on the screen, you don't know if they're looking at you or what they're looking at. Right. But, you know, but I don't know, it's something that I've definitely, you know, have, um, just, just looking at it as I'm trying to get my message out there. So it's still allowing me to do that. And that's what we're shifting to for a little while anyway. So, you know, yeah, definitely something you should look into because these people still are doing events and the show must still go on. Right.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's
0: definitely still a way for you to reach, you know, potential clients and to, you know, um, show up in different places and reach people that otherwise you may not have been able to reach.
1: Yeah, no, I love it. I, I just I love connecting with people. I do too, for sure. I do too. for sure. And you know, being an extrovert, liking to
0: connect with people, liking to hug, you know, I know we're going through a little something right now, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, and most in, you know, there are people that are enjoying this. I got to tell you yeah. that are, are more introverts there are more strategic thinkers or, you know, just where they can huddle in and, and hunker down and they, they like this. But for extroverts, it's hard mm-hmm. because you're not getting that connection that you need and you, you crave. Definitely. Yeah. So this helps, though, seeing somebody's face and, and communicating with them.
0: It does. It does, for sure. It does, for sure. So I want to ask you the final few questions I like to ask everyone who comes on the podcast. So my first one is, Kristen, tell us, how do you define success?
1: These days, I would tell you success is being happy with what you're doing and enjoying your work life and your home life. Um, you know, I, in my younger years, that might've been a different story and a different answer for you, but I would say now it's, it's more about happy, just being happy.
0: Absolutely. No wrong answer there. So what's either your favorite book or current book that you're reading right now?
1: Well, I'm always reading a strengths book, so oh, really? <laughs> yes. And I found one that I really love. Oh, you know what? I've actually got one for parents of small kids that I always recommend, and it's called "Play to Their Strengths." It's not a it's not a Gallup uh, Clifton Strengths book, but it's a Clifton Strengths coach that came up with this, and it's talking about how you know when a baby, you just have a baby and everything they do is you're in awe of. You're like, oh, they pooped today. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Look at that. And you're amazed by them. And then you get into the terrible twos and threes and you're like, you're just trying to control them. What this book kind of helps you with is um, finding what their, their strength is and why they're acting in the way they're acting and it, applauding that versus being frustrated by it. And then it also helps you understand how to work with your, your kiddo and applaud that. So I'll give you a really quick example. Um, you go to the grocery store and they're grabbing everything's off the shelf. They're doing all this stuff. And their kid that is really loves to beat everybody. They love to win. Now go to the grocery store and say, you know what, help me get through this in 30 minutes by finding the things on my list. And at the end, you get to read a book or do whatever they love to do. You give them that kind of carrot. Now they're helping you get through the grocery store versus driving you crazy while you're there. You know, it's those types of things where you can really applaud their strengths and and also tell them, wow, that's awesome that you're like that versus why are you like that? Why are you not like your brother or sister? Right. And it's so cool, especially for young parents. Awesome. That sounds great.
0: Awesome. 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 So either tell us uh, what is your uh, favorite app or tool that you love to use to operate in business?
1: Right now it's, it's probably a function of what's going on, but I love my email, my constant contact. Um, okay. Yeah. And just, you know, getting clear communication out to people. So it's probably not a very fun one or new one that I, you know, everybody does it, but I'm not a big app person though. It kind of goes with, um, I'm not real technical oh, okay. <laughs> so, you <laughs> know, and you know, being new in business, you know, I've been doing this for just a couple of years. Um, but you know, all the technology that you have to learn I, when I was in corporate, I could go call up my it department and go, Hey, help <laughs> me do this. Right. So learning that stuff is hard for everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, I'm a little techie, but sometimes I get overwhelmed with the technology as well.
1: I think that's the big word, right? If I Google it, I can figure it out most of the time, but I want to tell you, it's also an executing, you know, kind of stuff. And that's not high in my list either. Right. I'm good at influencing people. So at some point I'm going to be hiring a VA. I can tell you that.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I actually, um, wasn't a process of doing it before everything happened. And then I had to kind of figure out, some things, but I definitely um, need to hire a VA very soon myself for sure. Yes. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, it's been absolutely great talking to you and chatting with you, Kristen. Um, Do you have anything else you want to share with us on today?
1: You know, I would tell you for the people out there that love the beauty industry, but maybe they're not good at nails or they're not good at hair. They're not good at makeup. They're just not good at actually doing things in the beauty industry. There are still huge opportunities for you to get into the industry. And that's, you know, something that I want everybody to understand that, you know, in anything that you're, you're excited about or interested in, there are ways to get into that field of work you just have to get creative. And as long as you're working within your strengths, you can do an absolutely wonderful job and really enjoy it. So if anybody has that kind of question, absolutely have them reach out to me. And, you know, and just to just to talk, I like to um, get people excited about that. It's not even that they have to hire me if they want to call me and go, I don't understand, help me out. Tell them to give me a call.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'll definitely leave all of your information in the show notes, but tell everybody how they can connect with you.
1: I would tell you the easiest way is going to kristenclark.com. And that's Kristen with two eyes, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, kristenclark.com.
0: Awesome. I a great website as well, Kristen. I love your website. I checked it out. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Well, awesome. Krista Clark, everybody. Make sure you connect with her on her website. I'll leave all of her information in the show notes. And as always, stay great and we are out. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also, connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also, email us at bbnetworkpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at ExquisiteLooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if
1: you only believe. Stay great.